They say everyone has a book inside them, and often that's where it should stay. I really can't help but be aghast that the author wants you to pay. But we're just a pair of absolute bookends, you don't want to be like us. So if you want to read, pick some quality literature, rather than this dross. Hello, welcome to Two Absolute Bookends, where we read books so bad that you should burn them before reading. This is episode three of Fart in the Wind, and I'm, as always, joined by my bookend buddy, Louie. Hello there. And this week, we're reading chapter three of The Way the Stars Fall Rebirth by Lewis Stockton, now available on Amazon. Uh, in chapter three, quite quite a bit happens. Uh, the new cargo gets loaded, and while walking through the halls, Jack comes across Toner Lost. They go They go to the canteen, spend some time eating, getting to know each other, but all of a sudden there's great turbulence and it turns out the ship's getting dragged towards a wormhole. We find out that the secret cargo that they've been carrying, which was secret for less than a chapter, <laughs> sorry, get, getting bogged down already, <laughs> Ready? but they find out that their, that their secret cargo turns out to be a warp drive. And so that they could avoid getting sucked into the wormhole, they decide to activate the warp drive, but and they escape the wormhole, but it means they're in a whole new problem. But that's for the next chapter. So, Louis, what did you think of chapter three? Uh I think my exact words were is like horrible. Just I think it's gotta be I mean, out of the three chapters it's probably the worst technically, I would say. Well, we have to remember that, like, half of the first chapter was from Wikipedia, so that was dragging things up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but this is... It's its just very difficult to read, uh, and it's not good. Yeah, I, I did just start laughing to myself when listening to your reading of the chapter. Mm. And it was part... And I... If I recall, I did break down at one point while reading my half. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of memorable quotes as well. It's a it's a pretty standout chapter. Yeah, it's gonna take some topping. Mm-hmm. It's like like I don't know, not too much actually happened, but the content was my god. <laughs> like I've I had some problems from the outset. Sort of like at the start that he's talking about how this thing needs all this shielding mm-hmm. because you know it's. So he's suspecting it's dangerous and all that, but apparently it would—it's bleeding out so much like radiation, it would put their sensor blimp, mm-hmm. whatever that is. What what is a sensor I, blimp? I assume it's meant to say blip. That that'd be my thought because that doesn't make any sense. No. But yeah, it says it would put their blimp up to a hundred and fifty percent of what. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, what what what's a hundred percent sensor blimp? And yeah, percent of what? What's and uh, and also, look, why is that one hundred and fifty percent sort of text? I just is it another <laughs> inconsistency? Yeah, uh, but those numbers do get to you. Yeah. I think I just le- I think through reading the whole book, I just learned to take them in my stride. They don't get to me anymore. That first paragraph actually 
doesn't end in any punctuation in my book. Oh my god, you're right, mine neither. (laughs) (laughs) No full stop to end it all. There's a paragraph later on that ends in a comma. That's a bold bold choice. Bold punctuation choice. Not everyone would be like confident doing that. But no, but another thing, it it says that they're 150% sensor blimp. That would be seen for over 20 parsecs. Now, I looked that up. The nearest star to Earth is 1.3 parsecs away. So that's like an immense like visibility yeah. on them. Their sensor that's blimp like... is 150%. What do you expect? <laughs> I know, but that's like 19 trillion miles their blimp's <laughs> turning up on the sensor for. Like, I'm not even saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that I'm surprised that you know, if it's letting out that much radiation, then any of them are still alive, I guess. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe my sense of scale's all wrong, but that seems significant. Mm. That seems like a lot of parsecs. <laughs> but, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so they... Uh, one thing I noticed at the start is how long it took them to prepare the ship for cargo. Tw- 20 arms. That's quite a long time. Like... It's, isn't it one thing they're transporting? Yeah, but, I mean, to be fair, we don't know how big it is. And, you know, it. despite the fact it's only one thing, it's apparently using, like, four... Like, what is it, like, four or five of their kind of, like, docking areas. It's basically... It seems that pretty much all of their ships being devoted to it, even though it is only one thing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, I don't know, there might be some... A funky security biz going on as well that slowed things down because this is meant to be super secret. That's true, yeah. And all that. So, but, but didn't the didn't the last chapter end with it already like being loaded? Uh, I don't know. I think they were still just planning it. I don't think they'd started on it. Hmm. I'll give him that. I'll give him that one. <laughs> he, he. I remember him talking about him undocking stuff. Mm. Talking to another captain last chapter, and then um, a- as they leave, we we meet uh, Jack's second in command, David Hollister. Oh, yeah. Hollister, yeah, the real hero of the story. I don't know why, but I found it odd just having his full name like that. I, it's it's a very um, normal name. Like I don't I don't know why it got to me, but David Hollister. It's just no yeah. Hollister's an everyman. Yeah, like, I don't know why you would have, like, a character in your book called David. I don't know, it just seems very uh, pedestrian. He's like our space Jeeves. He fixes all of Jack's problems. That's true, yeah. And Jack, uh, there's a quote here. On a, on a number of occasions, Jack oversaw the view of a tactical officer just for the word of Hollister. What does that mean? I don't know. I've I've wondered about that, too. Like, I'm pretty sure that he meant is sort of like, like a overrode or like overturned sort of like right. the view or advice but, of a tactical officer. I think that's what he was but not, going not for. Not oversaw. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what that means. If that was what he meant mm. to write. <laughs> yeah, it's another case of choose your own adventure here. I think. Yeah, but uh, Jack obviously trusts him. Yeah. Yeah, because, well, why not? Because after overwatch, overseeing the tactical officer's view, every time they get out without a scratch and always with something back in return. Yeah. Mm? He gets results. Can't beat that. Exactly. Hollister makes it work. 
Oh, yeah. Like, the next section, like, kind of messed with me, where he's talking about the state the ship's in. Mm-hmm. For one thing, I, how is this ship even, like, space-worthy? He's like... <laughs> Like, there's cobwebs, rust, and dust everywhere. Now, uh, now I'm uh, going to go through, like, all of these. So, cobwebs. That means there's, like, an insect population on the ship. Mm-hmm. Big enough to feed spiders. And what, what insects? The only... Like, you know, there can't be any, like, pollinating insects. The only things could be stuff like flies that live off human refuse. That's the only thing. Space roaches? I guess, but that's also living off human refuse. And, I don't know, how big are these spiders that they can take out roaches? Well, space spiders. I guess. Oh, it's just... You know, what are they doing? Are they just leaving their food lying around for all of these flies to start laying eggs in so that the spiders can live? How? How are, they, how are there spiders? And then rust in, like... Where's the water coming from? Where's the damp? And this is sort of like, it's climate controlled. It has to be. It's a ship. Mm-hmm. So how are we getting this moist air that's allowing all of this this apparently iron ship to oxidise? <laughs> apparently it is all just like sheet metal, untreated sheet metal yeah. all across the inside of their ship. The bu- and the, and, yeah. and, and the, like their air cons so on the fritz that it like the air's like really damp and moist all the time. The ship is often... Uh sort of compared to a boat. I think this is he's trying to, he's taking that too far here in this yeah. comparison. And one final thing is is that we learnt last chapter that the ship had a complete refit after he defended <laughs> that station. Why and he's talking about how the thing's in such a state it needs to be scuttled. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> That's how good of a captain he is. Like they had it refitted. He became captain, and now it's like this. It's rusty, spiders, dust everywhere. Like, again, this is climate-controlled. Like, the dust should be, like, getting sucked out, especially with little cleaning droids going along. Yeah, what are these droids? Shaking everything up. What are they doing? (laughs) I don't know. Are they they just walking around licking corners to spread rust or something? What are they doing? Are they they just making things worse? Do they just leak? Oh dear. Yeah, so uh Jack that we, we find out about the ship as Jack takes a stroll, as usual. Uh apparently. Yeah. Um and on his walk he stumbles across Toner, who is lost on this new ship. Um and, and... yeah, he, he decides to uh rather than just do anything normal. <laughs> he just <laughs> he decides to uh creep up behind her and startle her. And I think we can all agree with Tona when she says it is not very gentlemanly to approach a woman with such stealth and cunning. So cunning. Also, like <laughs> how scared is she? All he does is tap her on the shoulder. Like he doesn't like, you know, go like, boo or like anything. He just taps her on the shoulder. That's quite a normal thing to happen for someone to tap her on the shoulder, right? I know, but she didn't hear anything. Maybe she thought it was one of the space That's spiders. True. He did. He walked up behind her as quiet as his foot falls upon the steel plating would allow. That was a hard one to read. Yeah, it was quite a mouthful. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I just love how she, how well, the writer 
thinks that that is cunning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she hits him on the chest gently. Let's get back at him. Yeah, take that. Yeah. Um, I mean, she, she took she took well like this flagrant like unprofessionalism <laughs> of a, of the forty yeah, year of old it. captain of a ship sneaking up on and startling like his Again, military his advisor, <laughs> his military guest, <laughs> who's paying his bonus. Who earlier in the last chapter was defending <laughs> against his like immature crew, is now well, like uh, sneaking up on her. Well. Well, yeah, out loud, but we also know that he was staring at her ass for half the chapter as well. That's true, yeah. You know, <laughs> what Jack says and what Jack does are two very different things. Um, yeah, and so he uh, he tells her to, uh, if she wants, she can, she can follow him to the mess hall, um, where she can download a map, because she's obviously lost... Um, I did wonder why that isn't the first thing they do with any long-term visitors on the ship. Yeah, how, so they in the previous chapter, it ended with her leaving the bridge after, you know, the hooting at her. Yeah. And what does she do? She just... She's just like, oh, I'm going to walk around. Has she just been wandering in the guts isn't of the ship Isn't she supposed to be time? protecting the, like, cargo? Just like, oh, well, I'm just going to walk around. No, I think I think the the idea is it's safe in the hole. She's just there to oversee the whole operation. I guess. I don't think she's meant to be like looking at it every second of the day. But it is a bit weird that she's just like, "Hi, I'm here. I'm going to be on your ship now." Okay. And she walks off. No like uh sort of introduction to the ship, nothing. No. Yeah, or yeah, or the crew, you know. She wasn't she wasn't even like yeah, she wasn't even sort of like introduced to them. She just like wandered in and talked to Jack, then wandered off. Yeah, not like, oh, <laughs> uh, where, where should I go? Do you know? Presumably yeah, she no, needs to like, have a room. Yeah, just like, no, it's like, it's like everyone, this is Tona Shrike. Sort of like, a, she's here as a sort of like military observer for our cargo, you know? Treat, <laughs> you know, it's like, everyone treat her with expect and don't objectify her as soon as she leaves the room. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe, maybe that's why they did it. They didn't realise this woman was paying their bonus. Don't know if that makes it better or worse. Probably just as bad. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah. So he he suggests that they go to the mess hall to uh, eat, I guess, and also download that map. Mm. Um, that there's one bit in this where they're in this apparently cramped corridor, and it says that he shuffled past him. In the cramped corridor, I just found that funny. <laughs> Obviously meant to be her, or yeah, but just that's a funny mistake. Uh, and I think you you quite liked her raising her arms in a huff gesture. I yeah, think you wrote that down as a point. <laughs> it was important to me. <laughs> just what is it? Like a... <laughs> a... I mean, I think I, I think I know what he means when he says a huff gesture, but I never would have described it like that. <laughs> just, just, uh, I know, it's the huff gesture, just like, you know, if he'd, if he'd written just like, and then raised her arms in a huff, that probably wouldn't have been enough of a sentence to make me bat my eyelids, kind of. But for some reason, the in a huff gesture, it's the gesture that gets to me. <laughs> it just seems so unnecessary and weird. It's making me think about it far too much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Though I'm not sure why she's in a huff that she's having to shuffle past her anyway, though. Yeah, I don't. Like... I didn't quite get what she was annoyed about. Uh, yeah, 
because she went from smirking to sh- to uh, huffing in that same sentence. Made no sense. Yeah. Um, Ooh, speaking of smirking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've noticed uh, that there are there is a lot of smirking and chuckling throughout this book. Uh, well, so far, um, we've noticed that characters very often will smirk after saying anything and chuckle after saying anything, even if it's not in the... Yeah, in... O- often when it's highly inappropriate <laughs> to be doing either thing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we thought we'd uh, start a little segment here called uh, Chuckle Vision. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll have a, a rundown of all the chuckles and smirks. That come up in each chapter. Yeah. That's like, so let we went back to the beginning retroactively. I mean, as we'd only done two chapters, that wasn't much effort. Uh, so let's see. Chapter one. Chuckle count. Nil. Smirk count. Nil. I think that's, A weak start to chuckle vision. That's that's fair. I, mean, I don't think there was actually any dialogue. Like there was an there interaction. Was, there, was a t- there was a tiny bit. He was on the bridge, like, saying, like, park my ship please. <laughs> but paraphrasing. <laughs> I bet he was smirking. Uh, maybe, like but it wasn't, it wasn't written down. Yeah. I, I think he's always smirking. Mm-hmm. He's, he's too busy thinking about sneaking up on women. He loves it. Chapter 2 gets off to a better start. There is one smirk, but four chuckles. That was a chuckling chapter. That was Elijah. I think my favourite old... chuckle of that chapter <laughs> was... Uh... When who what was his name? I've forgotten it already. Uh, Elijah Vargas. That's it. Vargas uh, told Jack to be careful out there, and then chuckled. Yeah, you know, after saying that he's going to be in like serious physical harm if he messed up this job, mm-hmm. then he chuckled at him. But it turns out that Chapter Three has the best chuckle. Ca- well, I say best, the most balanced chuckle count of them yet so far, with both three smirks and three chuckles. Mm. Tune in next week for more Chuckle Vision updates. <laughs> uh, so where were we? <laughs> um, Jack was uh, just talking to Toner in the in the uh, corridor, um, and, and Toner takes his invitation to uh, to dine in the mess hall as uh, a date for some reason. Mm. A bit of romantic interest brewing there. I mean- I mean, that that is, like, very forward and immediate, isn't it? Mm. It's like, you're lost on my ship. Do you want to go to the mess hall? Is it a date? Um, yeah, and Jack didn't know if she was joking or serious, so played it seriously. Well, of course he played it serious. This is Jack Hunter we're talking about. Don't forget, he's always straight to business as usual. Business always took the way for recreation, <laughs> Louis. Of course. One thing I don't get, actually, I just realised, it says that he didn't know if she was joking or serious, so played it seriously, but then seems to go along with the joke by saying, sure, it can be a date. If if he's not serious, if he's joking or serious, surely, I don't understand. The joke is <laughs> that she she is joking about it being a date. So by him also saying, yeah, it's a date, isn't he going along with the joke? I think he thinks that yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> so wait, Jack did not know if she was joking or serious. So if he thought the date was her joking, and then he played it serious, 
I I don't know. That is a bit. That is a bit to wrap your head around. Yeah, because I mean, she's she's asking him, "Oh, is this a date?" And he th- he thinks she's serious, so he says it can be a date. So is I think. Well, it's because is she joking about it being a date or not? Right. So he so, he thinks this is a date. He's not sure, but he's decided that he's going to take the like date offer as being serious. So from this point on, when they go to the mess hall, that in his mind, in Jack Hunter's mind, it's a date. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank God we got to the bottom of that. It's uh that that actually makes it quite an interesting first date. The kind of stuff they talk about, like mm. they go they go straight into it. We'll get there. You found this whole exchange quite confusing, didn't you, Louis? Yeah. The first time round. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack um Jack says that he's uh, happily married to a big lass, and she might not like us dinning, uh, dining. Meant to be. We, assu- we assume. Yeah. Let's not um, put words in his mouth, Louis. Jack laughed and then patted a nearby bulkhead. Uh, the first time I read this, uh, I thought that he was saying that that he was married to a fat woman, like a big lass. Yeah. Uh, I, I I had to explain what he was going for. Yeah, here. I just thought the patting of the bulkhead was like a casual, you know, leaning on the sort of side of the ship or that kind of thing. <laughs> I know, he was indicating the ship's his last, Louis. <laughs> I just thought it was such like a, a weird shift in like tone. Suddenly, like, Jack Hunter's a Yorkshireman. Yeah. <laughs> Who has his big space lass out with him. <laughs> yeah. And then Tona says, don't you, old girl? And chuckles. Um, That's one of our three chuckles yeah. there. Got to I don't understand what she's supposed to be saying. Is it like, "Don't you worry, old girl"? In like a sort of funny, "Ha uh, ha, the ship, don't worry." I, I know. Uh, the impression is that she was just kind of like talking to the ship as well. It's like, it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, you might not like us dining, old girl. Eh? I mean, that's. I mean, the mistake there, like the grammatical mistake in that "Don't you, old girl," makes that whole interaction completely. Just like it doesn't work, it's like such a <laughs> crucial thing to get wrong. It just makes it just so bad. What what's so wrong about it to you? <laughs> just what is it? Don't you, old girl? Don't you what? It's missing. It's missing a verb. <laughs> right? Yeah, like that's I know that's just kind of like phrased wrong from the way that Jack said it as well. Just like she might not like us dining. Don't you, old girl? I mean, because they... I know, it feels like that at the very least it should be like, wouldn't you, old girl, or something like that. Because it hasn't happened yet. Just mm-hmm. sort of like talking about it. I will admit that that when you... Especially when you take out the laughing and patting the nearby bulkhead and just look at the text, <laughs> like the speech, it is a very awkward exchange. <laughs> she does just sound confused. <laughs> Don't you, old girl? Chuckle. <laughs> and uh, we're introduced to, I guess, Jack's favourite food, maybe? Seems like it. Yeah, he goes on about it fucking a lot. Uh, you Quam pie. You ever tried quam pie? He asked, sir. I just, there's something about quam pie which is funny to me. Yeah, it's a weird food-sounding <laughs> thing. Yeah, actually, one, one little thing about that. 
he says that we've got in some new supplies that he hasn't tried out, and then he, like, recommends the qualm pie. Mm. And then he eats the qualm pie as well, but... which, as we say, seems to be his favourite dish. So... Yeah, so is it new or is it, like, old classics? Yeah, yeah, is this just, like... I mean, I guess he could just mean, you know, we've got in a new batch of sort of like raw materials, but they're going to be made into qualm pie. But it, in that case, it seems like a weird thing. Just like, you know, we've got in all of our like reconstituted proteins that we're going to have made into pies. Want to test them out, see if it tastes the same as always. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the description of the mess hall is, is probably one of my favourite paragraphs, actually, in this chapter. It's a short paragraph. But it says, the mess was one of the only large open spaces that were used by personnel. Other than the gym and the command decks, there was only ten cargo bays and four shuttle bays that were big enough. Like, so it's not the only large open spaces. There's actually quite a lot. I just like how it says, you know, the mess hall was the only large open space apart from this, 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 and this. All these other large yeah. open spaces that people are allowed to congregate in. I mean, I guess... I mean, I guess they probably shouldn't be just randomly congregating in cargo or shuttle bays. <laughs> yeah. Or the command deck, probably either. Or the gym. Like, why do this? I just. Why do they have a gym <laughs> on, on this transport ship? A gym. Well, I don't know. Like, it's important to stay fit in space. But it's like, is it like it's... a? Is it like a modern? Like, is it a gym like we have now? You know, I just imagine there's like a treadmill in there, or is it like space gym? Like, I don't know. Like. I know, they they seem to have, like, full gravity replication, so their bones getting turned to powder by being in space probably isn't as big a thing as in the real world. So, I don't know. I'm guessing just normal gym, as they can just wander around normally in the ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, their, their staffing uh, technique is quite bizarre. In the next paragraph, where he talks about how... Uh, the ship had at least three people to do the same job, so shifts were in a thirds of a day. That seems too much, right? What do you mean by too much? Like, three people to do the same job. Well, so the ship can be running 24 hours, though. But, really? Yeah? I don't know, I mean, that, that caught me off guard. Like, I mean, like, day, day and night's meaningless if you're not on a planet. This way, they don't have to like stop, ever. No, I guess so. But and you know, that's like an eight-hour shift each. That's reasonable. That's a lot of people, though. Yeah. Does that mean there's two other captains we haven't met yet? Because <laughs> we don't meet them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> but I know. But is that like? But is this like every day? Is this like a seven-day-a-week job? Yeah. Like being a ship person, because, I know, I feel like that there probably should be at least four if they are going for 24-hour running, just to reduce redundancy and stress, because this is like an eight-hour shift every single day. To be honest, they should, pro they should probably have, like, three people who are cleaners, to, by the sounds of it. Like, they have all these uh, people, and nobody's to do and, the cleaning. And some robots that apparently don't do anything. Do you reckon there's three robots that do the same thing? <laughs> Yeah, there's, but there's only one running at a time. Yeah, uh, and uh, so, so they start eating and uh, talking, uh, and there's just a, a small sort of mistake in the book. I don't know if yours has this, but there's a double apostrophe, apostrophe in Tranquility's cooks. 
So um, no, my one's okay actually. So that's another mistake that's been added to the new version. Yeah, it's and it's just like maybe he did like a control, you know, like a a find all and replace of like speech marks. I don't know how does that happen because it's literally gone from a single quote to a double quote. I really don't know. Yeah, that's another odd one. But yeah, this is a little section where where Jack and Tona talk mostly about Jack at this point. Learn a bit about his history that we mostly know, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yeah, and, and Jack talks about how uh, how sometimes on jobs that people can you know casualties can happen. Um. Yeah, I I want to know how. This is a cargo vessel. Apparently they get into a lot of scraps. A transport vessel. Yeah, like I guess their captain does just like keep diving in front of marauders to save space stations despite being like next to unarmed. But what's he doing? He's running a he's a <laughs> trade ship. How are people dying that it's that big an issue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is weird. Um, I, I mean, like, I could definitely see that, you know, just like, you know, like, I imagine that sort of like loading, you know, it's a dangerous job, you know, you might sort of like get caught up in some machinery or something, you know. I'd be surprised if some people hadn't died in the 200 years the ship's been running, but that it's apparently a regular thing. <laughs> it's kind of worrisome, like, either about the jobs he's getting them into, or like just health and safety on the ship. Mm. Well, the last captain died in a raid. So... Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe there's maybe it's more dangerous than I'm giving them credit for, and there's a lot of space piracy out there. There's an amazing quote uh, in this paragraph, and I'll just read it. Um, <laughs> Sometimes the job doesn't get done because it's more honourable to not do it rather than do it. He then took another bite of his quam pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what? Do, so does but does that mean he like? starts jobs and then doesn't finish them because halfway through he decides that they're like dishonorable or something. Yeah, and then yeah, he says actually I left out the next part which is I always pay out the crew with my own pocket if that happens. What a terrible cap like he's just that's just not going to work, is it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean like surely, I don't know. Surely that like give money, him a rep right? Yeah. The whole One crew. how does he afford that? And two, how does he keep getting other jobs if he's like gets a reputation being so flaky? Yeah, and because like this, because this kind of like implies to me that you know he starts the job, you know, he like flies off with the goods, then he decides that uh, no, I'm not that, doing this, like because otherwise, like surely he'd be at like station. Someone like at Fargus would ask him, "You do this job?" He'd be like, "That's not honourable." No. But then, surely, wouldn't they get another job on that station and do that? Is there only, like, one job on a station at a time, like, once every six months? So if he turns down that job, there's nothing. Yeah, it's, well, he, and then again after, he says, they shouldn't suffer if I decide the job isn't right. So he'll, so if someone offers him a job and he doesn't think it's right, he'll still pay the crew the money they would have got from the job if he had accepted it. And, yeah, this and is just... It's just weird and in the last chapter Vargas painted him as, as like you know this very trustworthy captain of like I know I can count on you Jack you know 
And Jack was... If he was ever to let down Fargus, also, he'd be out of a job. Also, <laughs> Jack's talking about how much he, you know, lets... He doesn't... If he doesn't think the job's right, he won't take it, and he best for his crew, whatever. Was He was going to give his crew a holiday, and then took this job instead of giving them the holiday. Bit of like a yeah. contradiction. And this is... And this is like dangerous military work that he knows nothing about as well. Yeah. You know, what what counts as sort of like a job that he won't do rather than this sketchy transport something for the military. And if it goes wrong, then you're going to get hunted down as a rebel. <laughs> Apparently that's fine for him and his crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have my issues with Jack Hunter as a captain, but man, we haven't even gotten started on those yet. I don't think I even picked up on these. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know why, just a, a quote from Toner that got to us, that's a noble sense of honour you have, Captain. And I don't know why, because there's nothing wrong with it, but that just made me start laughing when I <laughs> when I was doing my reading. <laughs> just, just, I don't know, I, I think I just always imagine all of the characters re- uh, speaking in this kind of, like, derpy monotone, and I can just sort of, like, imagine it, it's like, that's a noble sense of honour you have, Captain. She mentioned and smiled, sipping her coffee. I I, I don't. I, it's quite inefficient their sort of running of the ship because they spend like a few arms hours uh, just chatting to each other. I don't know. That seems. I guess he's got capable crew. You know, he's got three people in each position. And I mean, he's got Hollister. Ho- who... Yeah, Hollister can hold down the fort. I mean. I mean, I'll be honest, if Hollister was the captain, then this book would have been over a lot quicker. <laughs> Hollister took the cargo and they delivered it and nothing happened. Yeah, pretty. I, I swear to God, Hollister knows what he's doing. Yeah. He should have been the hero. <laughs> Team Hollister. Hell yeah. I'd ship it. <laughs> so, uh, not much else really happens. They, they talk and then uh, suddenly they're shook violently uh, so shook yes <laughs> and um and then jack tries to talk to the command you know the the deck <clears throat> or the bridge and uh gets sort of a a broken Garbled message yeah, yeah that they've been what? caught up in a gravimetric something unable jack up here <laughs> i i got i got one little coin though it's like just like Jack yells, what in the gods is happening out up there? Wait, out up there? Yep, yep. I, I didn't notice that until reading again just now. But no, anyway, that, that's off topic. Like, gods, so what, is is the future, like, pantheistic or something then? Or had the author just been reading lots of Game of Thrones at the time he was writing this? <laughs> I like how... Uh... I guess it has to be, but I like how convenient the words are that come through the com. You know, they're like yeah. There's like no buts or errs. It's that those seem like quite relevant yeah. words, really. <laughs> um, and then uh, Jack Jack makes his way back to the bridge. Uh, one one thing that stood out to me was that apparently the the windows are plastiglass. Right, mine says plastic glass. Oh, mine says plastic glass. Ah, another difference. <laughs> Why are they want... plastic glass? Like, is that that terrible? Like, well, basically, like those really cheap plastic windows. I don't know. I guess so. Like, what does that even? It's, it's such a mean? weird. 
dis- and like distinctions from- or specifics, why not just be like the windows? Why do we need to know that it's plastic glass? I don't. And aside from anything else, that tells us something interesting about how the tranquility is laid out. Like the bridge is literally like on the top and the front of the ship, then, with like literal plastic glass windows <laughs> to the outside world. You know, it's like. You would have thought with this level of technology, surely the best place for the bridge is like in the centre of the ship and with sensors. <laughs> you know, because, you know, this is space. Most of the things that uh, most of the things is just nothing. You don't want and you want to be as far away from a window that can be broken as possible. Yeah, they were complaining in the I think the first chapter about the micron of dust, which like reduced three percent of but, their holes integrity. But no, plastic glass is fine. <laughs> Exactly. That'll 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 take the ch- dust on the chin. Yeah. But no, surely it should all be it should all be sensors and monitors. Sh- like nothing that happens in space would need like human eye visual confirmation, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's not like. Yeah. Like I, like I could understand them maybe sort of like having a viewing deck or something around at the edges of the ships. I'd like to think there was more than plastic glass between them and the outside world. I'd still like to think there was a thick metal wall and like some sort of like monitor thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to like actual portholes on the side of this spaceship. <laughs> Just the image of <laughs> of Jack Hunter looking through like a circular <laughs> porthole porthole on a sheet on a ship. Just like hello, what's going on out there in space? <laughs> but no, just that. I, 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 I don't think that they should. You should design a spaceship like this. Basically, <laughs> that's the long and the short of it. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, but yeah, that's another thing. You like mentioned how they were talking for hours. They're suddenly being sucked into this wormhole. Like, I know, like. Like, was this like, was it sort of like on like a switch? Like, they were suddenly getting sucked in. You would have thought that if it was like, excelling some force, like, you know, they would have been getting slowly sucked towards this wormhole. Mm. Or something, you know. They would have, stu- they would have noticed yeah, sort of like... Yeah, like, well, I guess Hollister isn't as good as, uh, as Jack at noticing wormholes. Like, would, yeah, you're right. Wouldn't they notice something was wrong? Surely they have, like, on board, like, uh, what's, like, sort of Almost like autopilot, you know, like, well, just sort yeah. of tracking of what their movements are. And so, exactly, yeah. shouldn't it would they have be been like... noticing that they were keening off from the direction they were going? It's like that we're getting closer to that wormhole. Like, like, I don't know, like, even if, even if already by that point it was too late, I still feel like that probably someone should have noticed or that it should have happened a bit slower. Some sort of alarm <laughs> should have gone off, you know, or like someone should have been like, hey, go get Jack. Like, this isn't right. You know, just like, we're like turning away from the wormhole, but we're still going I, towards it. I bet what, you know? it, I bet what right. it was is uh, Hollister was like, this is my moment. I can't let, you know, like, I don't want to let Jack down. <laughs> don't tell him I can do this. Oh, I can't like, do this. Just like, bang, we better call Jack. Yeah. Call, have a metric, Jack. I bet it, I bet he, it was like... Uh, I don't know, he was just, like, so awkward over the thing. He just, like, deliberately put in the, the brakes. He didn't want to just be like, Jack, pl- please have come up. Um, I don't know what Jack, I'm doing. I, Jack, I fucked up. Please. So he just, like, improvised, like, court, gravimetric, Jack. Please. Please help. Um, and then we find out what they were uh, transporting. Um, I think you've got a bit to say about this. Yeah, I do. So, 
turns out that what they're, carry, that what they're carrying is an experimental drive. Some would call it a warp drive, or a faster-than-light drive. It was to be fitted to a battleship that will test out its capabilities. No other technology has ever been tested like this. So, now it's just me. So, would you agree that that means that there is no faster-than-light travel currently existing in this universe, other than this one they've got on the ship, yeah. and maybe some other prototypes? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, working from that baseline... Do you know how long it would take you to get to... to You know when I mentioned that the nearest sun is 1.3 parsecs away? Mm -hmm. Do you know how long that would take you to get to if you were travelling at... Not exactly at light speed. How long? Four years. <laughs> okay. So, they're travelling slower than that. What kind of a... What kind of a space-spanning empire? Basically, a space-spanning empire is kind of impossible unless you have faster-than-light travel, or unless you go all aliens and freeze people for their trips. Mm -hmm. Because it would take you four years travelling at light speed to reach the next closest solar system to us. So, I don't know. Maybe this is all happening like super small scale. Maybe the entire Ilmarium Imperium is like our solar system. In which case, I don't know why it matters that their blimp is 20 parsecs, because that's like further than they could ever hope to go. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know, that's like 80 years away. <laughs> Somewhere 80 in 80 years, someone's like... Hang on, what's this on the radar? What's this massive blimp on our thing? <laughs> but yeah, I just think that that kind of kind of like undermines the whole sort of like spacefaring empire he was setting out. Just like it literally doesn't seem like the empire they're describing would be possible without faster than light travel already existing. Yeah, so just there's... because of the scale of space. So there's no warp drives. Yeah, that's that's what they're saying. Mad, like yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why. Like, I know. Like, I've I've read quite a lot of sci-fi, and generally, even like the hardest, most serious ones, you know, they they will either ha because of this, they will either have to deal with the ramifications of people having to be like in suspended animation or something, or their one big leap will be, and somehow warp travel exists because otherwise. <laughs> this story's not going to work if it's going to be like galaxy spanning sci-fi obviously <laughs> maybe i'm <laughs> just ignorant on this but like jack gets quite angry about when he finds out what's, what they what they're transporting uh why does it what effect does it having this warp drive have on their journey like he says you could have told me that we had this before we flew so close to a forsaken wormhole yeah, I know. I had that well, issue like, as well. Or not, you're flying close to a wormhole. I don't get what. Well, well, apparently we're not explained how, but something that the 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 thing that's giving like a hundred fifty percent power blimps that the warp drive makes is apparently attracted to the wormhole. I mean, I don't know what kind of science is behind that, but apparently, apparently it makes them like super susceptible to the wormhole's gravitational pull. Like they should have just driven past here fine, but because of this drive, they're being sucked in. What I don't get is why Jack's angry about it. 
I kind of think he's just throwing a wobbly because they're g- getting sucked into a wormhole, which is an understandable reason to be, like, annoyed. But, I mean, like they're saying, this is, like, a pretty much unique prototype, first ever made warp drive. How would anyone know that this was supposed to happen? Like, maybe Tona knows, and it's her fault. Maybe she should have known, uh, known yeah, from all he, of this. How does he know that, like, it's a exactly. dangerous thing? Exactly. How could he possibly know that there's some relation between this unique, newly made, cutting scientific edge warp drive and getting sucked into a wormhole? It's like he would—he should have had no idea. If she was just like, "Oh yeah, we're carrying a warp drive," what about that would have made Jack go, oh, "We better steer clear of the wormhole then. Get sucked right in." It's like, <laughs> just how would he have even have hoped to know? Like I say, it's it. There doesn't. It seems to be implied that Tona didn't have any idea this would have been a problem either because why in god's name wouldn't she have told anyone mm-hmm. <laughs> unless she's a complete idiot like you know it's not giving away anything about their security to go by the way we need to stay away from wormholes like they don't even have to say that it's because it's dangerous to the crew they could have been like there's like some wormhole radiation that'll fuck up the cargo we've got to stay this far away isn't it so yeah yeah isn't it just a generally good idea to stay away from wormholes anyway i would have thought so but I know, like, I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say that there's, like, what's considered a safe wormhole radius, and they were going around it at that safe distance. But for some reason, this drive, mm-hmm. like, made the radius far larger, and that's their problem. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, but even then, like, I don't think... I mean, aside from, like, he can be angry at the situation, but I don't see how he can be angry at... Toner because no book or anyone else or the people that gave him the job because by all accounts no one should have known that this would have happened this seems to be like I mean a, I mean I guess you can get angry that they hadn't already tested this but he has no real justification about being angry about not being told it's a warp drive because Jack shouldn't know anything about warp drives because this is the first one that's ever existed <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think that's basically encapsulated my tirade at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Jack Jack starts the plan of trying to get them away from this wormhole, and it's uh, where we get the chap- the uh, title for this chapter. Uh, he He says he wants this old boat to sail out of this like it's a fart in the wind. Uh, Poetry. Yeah, just... That's just... That's beautiful, that is. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, a fart doesn't sail out on the wind. A fart is, like, dissipated by the wind and broken apart. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's probably accurate about what's going to happen as he drives towards the wormhole, but I don't think it's, like, quite capturing the spirit he wanted. Yeah. Like, I want to be dashed into fragments and scattered to the, like, four corners of the universe. He is... Like a fart caught in a wind. He's comparing his ship to a fart. What's... Like... I mean, it is a spider web infested rust bucket. Maybe it smells as well. I do like how, in this like <laughs> serious moment that they're about to die, he still manages to come up with these uh, hilarious quips. That Jack, he's a joker. I bet he was smirking mm-hmm. as he said that. I bet, yeah, and chuckling. Didn't say though. No, and then so, uh, no. and then the the shutters go down on the plastic glass windows, and then major safety. Yeah. 
and then, but how can well, they drive now, and, now that the shutters are down? Ah, well, uh, a holographic image appears on the shutters, showing the view as if the shutters were open. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, okay. There's so many, there's a lot of questions there, like, why? Also, it, so if the idea of the shutters is to protect them from the wormhole, I guess, in this situation, uh, apparently if they have shutters down, it's like, yep, the wormhole can't get us. Um, does that are, the, is... are the shutters on the outside or the inside? Uh, does it matter? I mean, I'm not sure it really matters. Well, if but... <laughs> if the, yeah, if the shutters are there to protect them, that's saying that the windows are not protection enough. So surely, like, when you're flying in space, are you not like constantly flying into debris? Is there not a lot of debris in space? I don't know. Uh, I think technic. I guess it depends. Technically, no, because space is mostly nothing. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> but but it but it's also like I don't know. I guess they're not travelling at light speed. I get, but yeah. I, I think even at their high speeds, it is quite hard to avoid tiny debris if it is there, though. I guess the shutters must be on the outside as like protect protection. Yeah. But and for some reason, yeah, the pro- projection. You gotta yeah. you gotta get that view, I guess. Even when you're like about to die. It just seems such a bad such a bad idea that they literally are just on the top of the ship with glass windows. <laughs> <laughs> but oh well. Every single man and woman was in their positions ready to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. So I mean that I asked, I mean I guess that does answer my question last week. Just like we do know that there are women on the bridge, so you know of a, it was sort of like a gender diverse crowd of people objectifying Toner after she left. So I think that's okay. I'll, I'll leave that up to you at home. <laughs> do, you th- do you think they have like a sort of human resources and like talks on sexual harassment in the workplace? Because <laughs> if they do, they uh, they're not working. Yeah, I, I think they do, but unfortunately, Jack's leading them. <laughs> yeah, and so. They seem to be out of danger, um, but then suddenly they get pulled back in again. Um, and who- yeah, like again, I have to wonder what the dynamics of this interaction is. That you know, they're that one they they get suddenly caught up and dragged in. Then they're able to power away enough that it seems to sort of like they've got enough thrust to es- to re- like reach escape velocity from the wormhole. Then it suddenly gets powered back on again. <laughs> Like I don't know, I just wonder what it could be that's causing this to happen. <laughs> that it that it has sort of like a variable pull on them, basically. That just seems like odd. And then, but I don't know. Yeah. Wormholes are weird, I guess. And then Hollister comes out with the the advice of ride her like a wave, and smirks while saying yeah. it. Yeah. I just found that funny. Like ride her <laughs> like a wave. <laughs> I like how he calls Wait. a wormhole. A her? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Wait, is he... He's not saying yeah. ride the ship like a wave. Yeah, that was my first thought. Then I read it again. I was like, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. So apparently wormholes are female. I mean, but even then, that doesn't make sense. Because surely they're riding the wormhole's gravity like a wave. They're not actually touching the wormhole. Because, yeah, it's below riding the gravity wave. So the waves are her. This is very confusing. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm still trying to imagine how that's going to work. They were like, 
like I know a wormhole is kind of like a hard to conceptualize thing that don't kind of really have an existing example of. So it's like, so they so their plan is to speed up towards it to get sort of like a high velocity, and then sort of like turn away at the last minute. Yeah, as you because... said, I mean, there's there's not really. You can't say like, oh well, that's not possible because wormholes are like this. Yeah, because because there's sort of like no real life test case. But I'm just, I know, I'm just trying to imagine how that would work because because like they apparently have no power to sort of like move against this gravity. Like they were moving away, then they got yanked straight back in. So like, how are they even going? How are they even going to turn it away? And like, I know, like it doesn't seem like they'd have enough force like even using all of the wormholes gravity like surely that's just going to keep funneling them in mm -hmm. they'll try and turn it away at the last second but that's just going to like cause their ship to spin out as the gravity catches their butts <laughs> but again i don't know wormholes are weird oh let's just say that hollister's got a smart plan mm -hmm. why not even though he probably caused this problem <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to save face well, he's smiling, but man, he's like sweating under that haircut. Yeah. He's like, this better work. This is all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so then they, they get Jack gets the idea of... Um, what is his idea? It's to plug in the engine into the main power system. War engine or what? Warp engine, I think. Yeah, plug the warp engine so in. So is that the thing that they're transporting? Mm -hmm. So this thing That's that right. he's only just learnt about that is experimental and no one has used before, he knows that it that if you plug it in, you can like, use it for a quick burst. Yeah, like I don't even know how you'd plug it in. Why would how would it, this? Why it, I would like this thing... I like to imagine that in his mind, there's it's just like a sort of kettle lead. You know, it's <laughs> like very simple. There you go. Walk, walks just, on. Just like, oh shit, we can't reach our engines with it. Get an extension. Get an extension. The fuse is gone. Honestly, <laughs> oh, getting shit. on the fuse. That's what took 14 of the 15 minutes it took them to set it up. Yeah, in the, <laughs> in this, like, being dragged in towards a wormhole, which, again, we can't really say, like, whether it's realistic or not, but is it, it's apparently a slow process because they were able to take, take 15 minutes to plug it in. I mean, but by the same token, I'm surprised that they managed to get this entirely unrelated to this ship piece of of prototype <laughs> cutting edge worm uh, cutting edge warp tech sort of like just work and fitted on that... this random ship with techs that have never like seen or touched it before because if I understand it Tona's like the only extra crew that they had so I'm quite impressed that they managed to get it all uh, fit in 15 minutes seeing as no one else on the ship had ever even seen this thing before also isn't it in the cargo bay like Yep. Is there like and, a uh, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing wall? it has to. I I don't know, but I guess it has to stay there because, like, they're saying that if the EM shielding fails, they'll get dragged in even faster. And the shielding's what's like around this uh, uh this uh, warp drive in the thing, so they can't take it out of there. Because if they take it out, the shielding will be mm -hmm. down, and they'll get dragged in even faster. So it's still in the hold. But yeah, they have just like run a wire to it to connect it to the main engine somehow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then he's he's he mentions three cargo bays in specific: cargo bay ten, eleven, and two. Uh, for some reason, in that order, were already gone. What does that mean? 
well, because doesn't it say that um, just to say that like the ship's already breaching and losing areas, just like it's like shit serious, you know, we've already lost cargo bays. Wait, so but... their ship is being like just torn apart, torn yeah. apart, and that's okay. <laughs> I don't think it could carry on flying, right? And very specifically, certain cargo bays, no like other part of the ship. Yeah, like how? Like, I know, like I guess that the cargo bays are probably going to be sort of like the outermost points around the living areas, so they can, and they're sort of hollow. So if they get sort of like, I don't know, maybe they're like crushed by the gravity because they're these big hollow masses on the outside. But I don't know it is still weird that some would. Why? Can, and why even, ten, eleven, and two? Like, but two's yeah, nowhere like, near but, ten or eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm also not sure why it would happen at all. Cause, like, I know. I guess the gravity's just getting more severe on everything. But I thought they weren't even fighting the gravity anymore. I know <laughs> they what were it just is. Just kind of going with it. I bet the cargo bays didn't have plastic glass windows. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> not strong enough. Yeah. No plastic glass. <laughs> and yeah, the the chapter pretty much ends there when they they manage to. They managed to get this plugged in and warp off. Uh, yeah, big blue bubble goes around the outside of them. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's that's the only like thing I'll give them about the plugging it in to their engine thing. It's not like it's actually giving them sort of like thrust or anything. It seems to be like, well, as they say, like warping them from position to position. Like, it makes this bubble, then it's just like bloop, and they're in the new place. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe they just sort of like had to calibrate like how big the ship around it was and get it into a power source or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's as far as I'll give it to them though. And also, yeah, it says that their ship was taken down to almost twenty five percent integrity. What the fuck? That's so much of the ship fucking wrecked. <laughs> how is it doing anything? How is the power that they're running this thing off even working anymore? <laughs> that yeah, that is <laughs> Crazy, actually. I mean, just like he seems like, like everyone in the universe seems very casual about sort of like severe hull <laughs> damage. It's like like when nobody gave a shit that the hull was three percent damage just flying through space <laughs> at the start of the first chapter. Just like I was like, what? No, no, three no, percent of your hull being fucked still pretty serious in space. <laughs> Where, you know, if you get the wrong breach, just the whole... Sh- you're going to lose, like, massive sections of the ship. Just, like, no, that's serious. <laughs> like, how many people died in this? Like, like was, it, was like, the 75% all just, like, empty cargo bays <laughs> or something? Well, or yeah. Did... 10, 11, and 2 were gone. Exactly. That, that's, like, 50% I, right I hope there. the gym's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man, they need the gym. Yeah, if the gym's gone, I guess that's it. I mean... I mean, I guess this is retroactively making it right when he's saying the mess hall's one of the few places they could congregate. Mm-hmm. Unless that's gone too. <laughs> All the quam pie. No! <laughs> Jack's just staring out the porthole as they float into the wormhole. <laughs> My quam pie! <laughs> that's an amazing image. <laughs> it's majestic. Those portholes. Ah. <laughs> uh. We get left on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, they no- yeah. they notice their ship sensor readout, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll find out what happens. Yeah, in next week's chapter, that's like shit's starting to get real now.
Mm-hmm. Again, just what just want to point out, like you know, the big secret question of what their cargo was. Less than a chapter that lasted, you know. So glad that Elijah didn't just tell us what was being transported. That <laughs> really set up the mystique there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that we've covered this de- uh, this chapter in far more exhaustive detail than it could ever uh, like hope to deserve. <laughs> I mean. Jesus Christ! Just, just, you've you've got this. You've seen how long this is. This is stupid. Anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. We've been two absolute bookends, and we'll join you next week where we read chapter four. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs>